This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 32 and we're dealing with the making of the golden calf. And like I said, this is a strange story in scripture. It's strange because it does not seem to fit the outline. It doesn't seem to fit. But then when you consider the uh, heart of humanity, when you consider our hearts, you realize, yeah, it does fit, completely fits. And we talked about that yesterday, how that God had revealed himself completely to them and he had brought them out and they refused to really have a relationship with him. And that's what placed them as far as their psychology, as far as their soul is concerned. It placed them in a position where they would be willing to do something like they're about to do, which is to make an idol and make an idol for them to worship. And I think it is so interesting as you study through what they did as far as making this idol. I think it's so interesting and enlightening about how we make our own idols and how we, in many ways, justify them as if they're almost as if we're worshiping God as an aspect of our idolatry. And that's what you see here. You're in verse 32, verse 2. It said, And Aaron said to them, Break off your golden earrings. They've already come to him and and said uh, in in verse 1, Come, uh, make us gods that shall be before us. For, for as for this Moses, this man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Now notice they said he said they said make us gods that that we shall that shall go before us. Meaning they wanted something out there in front of them, their own god made in their own image. They wanted something out there in front of them that they could that that could lead them and worship them. Now listen, they already had that. They already had that with God. The reason they want something else made by them is because they personally know that. They have a personal investment in that. Moses is the only one that has, uh, other than Aaron, is the only one that even knows God, even talked to God, even heard God, even seen God. And they don't have a personal uh, investment in it. So many times, so many times, as far as church work goes, and as far as keeping in a relationship with people, and studying, and doing the things that are required to uh, make a church operate, so many times you have people who who are like the seed that follows on the shallow ground. They spring up quickly. They're excited. They want to be. They want to be a part. But the problem is they don't have any roots. They don't have any roots deep in the ground, and when the sun comes up, meaning, uh, which is a picture of the day, the struggles of the hour, the uh, heat of the moment, the situations that we find ourselves in each and every day in our lives, when those things come up, when those things happen, they don't have any roots, so they don't have any access to any water. And by the way, the water is always a picture of the refreshing, the cleansing, the renewing power of the Holy Spirit. 
they don't have any ask, at, they don't have any access to that because their roots have not gone down. And as Jesus said, the seed that falls on the shallow ground when the sun comes up, it burns up and it dies. That that excitement, that joy, that passion for what's going on around them, it just fades away. And you see that happen over and over again in church life. And, and I, I hate to say it, there's probably going to be people who listen to this Bible study, not just today, not just this week, but on into the future in the Hope Alive podcast that's drawn directly from these Bible studies. You can find that anywhere you look for podcasts, Hope Alive, that it, there are going to be people who hear this who can relate to that. Some of them can relate to it in that they did it a couple of times and then they figured out, you know what, I've got to invest in, I've got to invest in the kingdom. I've got to, I've got to settle down, listen, grow, and learn. And then they finally figured it out and they quit doing this church hopping, church excitement thing. This is fun for a moment and then moving on to the next situation. I've got to, in, in order for me to actually have some real growth, real maturity, real understanding, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to put some roots down and I've got to invest my life into something. You'll find those people, but you'll also find those who continue to do this. They continue with their whole life to do this and they never find a place. They never find a place to be because they're unwilling to put roots down and roots are investments. Okay. Roots are investments. That seed that falls on that shallow ground, the investment that was made in that seed is God's investment. He's the one who planted that seed. It's not the, it's not the seed's investment, but the seed in order to be the seed, in order to be the plant that it's supposed to be, in order to function as it's supposed to function, those roots have to go down. That seed has to release its roots down into the ground in order to get water. And when you're on shallow ground, when you're when you are shallow and there is no root system, you're going to you're it's gonna fade quickly. This world's too difficult. The life that we live is so hard. The struggles of life are numerous. You just not, if you don't have any root system, you're just not going to hang around for very long. You're going to move on to the next thing. You're going to move on to the next exciting thing that you've got going on in your life. You're going to do that and you're just going to, you're just going to, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on what God's doing. You're going to miss out on what's happening around you in the kingdom of God. You're going to struggle and continue to struggle until you begin to put those roots down. The people of Israel, the children of Israel, all they did investment-wise was follow. That's all they did. They never, they never tried to invest in a relationship with God who brought them out of Egypt. They just reaped the benefits of what God was doing, but they never, they were unwilling to go and confront God face to face and be changed by Him. And that, that's the key. Real true change doesn't come from a preacher's sermon and it doesn't come from a feeling deep down in your gut. Real change comes from a, a genuine encounter with God. Real life change only comes, I want you to hear this today, real life change only comes from a genuine encounter with God. It doesn't come any other way. And it's never going to come any other way. Genuine encounters with God cause genuine life change in people. And so the, the one who changes us is not other human beings. It's not an, a religious organization. It's not the, the deeds and practices that uh, make you feel like you're in some way doing something religious. Those things do, don't change anything. The, what really changes you is real life change. And notice it said, And Aaron said to them, Break off golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. By the way, the reason they the, this word, it didn't say take them off. Although you can translate this word take off, but it's not the normal Hebrew word for to take off. It is to break off. It literally means you had to break them apart. 
you had to, you had to tear up the earring in order to take it off. And generally speaking, these earrings, these earrings are made of gold. I, I, I have a feeling that the reason that they're made of gold is because they were used to wearing earrings. They were used to having these earrings in their ears in which you could not remove them because that would have been symbolic of slavery. And it would have been, it would have been the idea of being enslaved to the world or being enslaved to Egypt. And in that time period, and for about a thousand years during that time period, if you were a slave, you, or if you were indentured to someone, you had a, you had an earring placed in your ear and it wasn't an ornate necessarily earring. It was an earring that was placed in your ear in such a way that it couldn't be taken out without it being broken. So you couldn't replace the earring. You couldn't take it off and act like you weren't a slave. And then put it back on later when you were near your master so that he would you couldn't fake not being a slave and these people they traded these generally i, I would imagine those earrings would have been made of iron or wood that they traded them for gold so they had the symbology it, it looked like they were they were wealthy but they were still enslaved they were still enslaved to the world. And notice, they're going to take the emblem of that slavery and enslave themselves to their own gods. Rather than being enslaved to somebody else's will, now they're going to enslave themselves to their own god because they're going to create their own god in their own image. And I said yesterday, and I mean it, and, and, and it's important that you get this, people worship. They either worship the god of the universe, they either worship, or they worship something he created, or more importantly, generally speaking, people always worship themselves. They either worship God, they worship something, Thing he made that's in their lives or they worship themselves and every human being does that they worship their own will their own way their own heart their own mind their own thoughts they their own future that they've made for themselves that they plan for themselves that they hope for themselves they all that's the way life is it's always been that way people are going to worship something and they traded earrings of slavery into golden earrings of slavery they didn't change and then when they get to the point where Moses is not there to lead them they they relied on his spiritual leadership rather than their own seeking of God themselves and when they get to this point Aaron says okay if this is what you want to do take off those golden earrings that all of you have and I'm going to make I'm going to make a golden calf uh, a small golden calf and remember cows bulls oxen are pictures of the flesh they all always have been pictures of the flesh in scripture the power the strength of the flesh it has power it has strength the flesh that you uh, live in has strength and it controls you it, it it takes over and it runs your life and your flesh does run your life and so when they rejected god's plan for them because they didn't have their leader and they didn't have a relationship when they rejected God's plan for them what do they do they go right back to living in the flesh living in the world and now it's their flesh and their world they're not being forced to produce something for someone else but the slavery is still the same the slavery is still the same it's a slavery to the passions of man it's a slavery to the to the system of the world and as you have those that slavery, as you walk in that slavery, as you live that slavery, it's no more fulfilling if you're in charge of it or if somebody else is. No more fulfilling. No, it doesn't do anything more for your life. No matter how much you have and how much you feel like you're in control of your future, it is no more fulfilling to be to be in the world and of the world because it just pours through you. And the way I know that is the group of people who commit suicide the most are wealthy people per capita wealthy people commit suicide more than any other group and how how can that even be
I can tell you how it can be. I, I, I have some financial resources of myself, and if you're not in the middle of God's will and if, you're, if, you're, if your life is not centered upon something beyond yourself, which is God and his purposes for you, if it's not centered upon that, you're, you can fill it up with all the things of this world, and it is emptiness. It is emptiness. It is waste. It is, it is meaningless. As Solomon would say, it's just meaningless. It has no meaning. It has no worth. It has no value. And so <clears throat> they take out uh, these golden earrings. They break them off, and they get ready to make themselves a golden calf. And it says, so all the people broke off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and they brought them in it to Aaron. And it says, and he received the gold from their hands, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. He made a molded calf for them. He, he made them a, a God for them to worship. It's a God of, of their background, of, the, of, of where they came from, their situation. He made a golden calf for them. And it says, then he said, this is your God, O Israel, that you brought up out of the land of Egypt. And really it is. If you think about it, th this is the real astonishing statement that Aaron made. He says, and they, uh, it's, it's, the, it's astonished. They said, this is your God. O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Uh, notice, they are actually replacing the God who they know brought them out of Egypt with the, the God of themselves, which they placed over Egypt. They, they, they are, in essence, taking credit for all of life. They, they are. We're, we're the author of our own lives. We're the author of our own destinies. We're the ones who brought ourselves up out of Egypt. We're the ones who made this happen. Achieved, we have arrived, we have conquered. That is exactly what's happening here. And doesn't that always happen around us? Isn't this just the most common story that you can think of? We made it happen. I don't need anybody else. I, I have it under control. I'm controlling it. The whole time, you need everybody to help you, and you are totally not in control. The whole time that's going on, you are not in control, and you are needing someone else to take care and meet and fulfill your, your obligations and acting like you were just totally independent and totally in control. That's exactly what they said. We brought him out of Egypt. He said, so when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron proclaimed the proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Notice, now they've made, a, they've, made a, they've made an idol and they build an altar to it. They wouldn't go up on the mountain and meet with God at his altar, but now they're going to worship this golden calf at their own altar. It is it's shocking, really, that they would do this, but it's not shocking. They're, you worship a God, one of, one, of, one of three, and if you worship that God, you make an altar to that God. And so then they rose early the next day and they offered burnt offerings. Notice they're offering atoning offerings for atonement, the burnt offerings. They brought peace offerings, meaning they, they're going to try to have a relationship with this calf, okay, this golden calf. And the people sat down and ate and drank and rose up to play. Notice they are just having a big old good old time and nothing with God, no, nothing with the God who brought them out of Egypt. They are doing with this golden calf, the God they made for themselves, really. They've made themselves God. They're doing with that golden calf what, they, what God brought them out of Egypt to do with him. And if you asked them, they would say, we are being, we're being religious. Well, are you religious? Yeah. Do you, have, do you, know, you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. Do you have a, a, a relationship with God? Yeah, I've got a relationship with God. Who, who is it? Well, it's not the great I am. It's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's not the God who actually delivered you out of Egypt. It's you are that God.
That's exactly what happened here. Really, if you want to say the most important chapter in Exodus to understand how you are and the depths of who you could become, Exodus 32 is probably it. Great book, great, lots of great teaching. We spent, we're going to have spent close to a year on it by the time we finish this Bible study through the book of Exodus. We're going to spend a year, of four days a week, studying, going through and and studying this book. And to tell you the truth, if you really want to get your best insight into who you really are, chapter 32 and the building of the golden calf is the greatest insight into it. It really is. And that's what the people did. Next week, we'll start on God's reaction to it. But the truth is that, that boy, it's sad to think about mankind always just doing his own will and his own way rather than God's way. It really is just sad to consider. I'll say this. You don't have to do it that way. In fact, you shouldn't do it that way. God has made you such that you can know him and he's made himself known to you. And so you can begin to chase after him and to walk with him and to watch him and to be led by him. And you don't have to have be planted in shallow ground and have no roots. You can sink your roots deep into God's work, into God's people. If you're not in Daveville area, go find your place to be. If you are in the Daveville area, we'd cer certainly love to have you at Lake Community Church. That being said, God's always at work around you, and he's always drawing you near to him. But it's your job to uh, receive it and to walk in it. I pray that you will. I know that many are. And uh, to see what has happened in their lives and where they are today compared to where they were is it's nothing short of outstanding, fabulous, excellent, everything I can say positive because it's good to walk with God. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.